searched for months and nothing turned up. Yeah, I find this tough because there's there's a lot of angles you can look at this from. There was only one suspect ever considered. Something horrible happened. You know, somebody knows something and they're just they're not talking. They're not talking. It's just it's just too easy. I mean, like I said, there there is a very slim, slim, slim possibility that he could be fake, and I guess we can't really 100% rule that out. There's just this big hole right in the middle of the case that's just there and, and nobody's saying anything. It's crazy. It's time for cross-examination. Examination. I'm your host, Matt. And I am Shane. Thank you for joining us here on our 10th episode. Today we'll be talking about the assassination of JFK, a case that still baffles many historians to this day. Oh man, this is going to be a fun day. And guess what? I teased it last week and today is the day. Everyone, please welcome our first guest of season one and our final guest of season one, actually. <laughs> Scott from Sci Fi Malady. Say hello, Scott. Hello, Scott. Hey, I'm glad you had me uh, on for this one, Ruck. I know when you were talking about doing the Kennedy assassination that I absolutely, I said, I want to be part of this cross-examination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kind of forced his way onto this one, so uh, we're kind of putting a lot of pressure on it. Uh, it was yeah. written into the terms of the merger. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, was, it was written in the terms and conditions. They said I had to do this, and I was like, oh, great. And it also said I had to do the Cleveland Torso murders, but that one has yet to be discovered. Right, uh, right. They didn't say what season I had to do that one in. Um, (laughs) But uh, with all that out of the way, we have Scott here. We have Shane here. We have me here. We're having a lot of fun today. Some cool housekeeping stuff right before we get started. Some cool stuff dropped over this past weekend. We had the trailer for season two of Cold Case Chase drop. Go check that out. Shout out to Hulve, uh, who uh, helped me out with that one. Very awesome. And shout out to the Malady Men as well, who were also in that teaser. And we also had our very first teaser for Zodiac Task Force, which came out this past Saturday, Saturday morning cartoon, obviously. So it had to come out on a Saturday morning. And they're both doing really well. Thank you to everybody who has been just praising uh, all of it it's been a it's been a long time coming for both of those so we're very happy that everybody's being very positive about it yeah it's awesome this came out great well yeah, well even... you guys are hold, hold on for oh, all okay, of yes. the um look lord hopscotch is is uh pretty difficult on writers and directors on sci-fi malady so someone needs to tear into him like he tears into Michael Bay, even if you don't mean it. <laughs> I, was, I, was telling him, I, I was telling him a little while ago, I said, we need a malady for the first episode of Zodiac Task Force when it comes out, but you cannot be on it. So, like, Hop can't be on it. He has to, it has to be, like, Ethan uh, and, and Scott and, uh, and, and Thomas, and I think that would be a good lineup to rip it, rip it to shreds. 
Mystery box. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, thank you to everybody who's done uh, stuff with that, as well as uh, we'll get to uh, we'll get to some of the other stuff on this Raving Lunatic Network. But also keep an eye out for the first episode of. My brain just went blank. Case of the Chills. chills. Thank you, Shane. (laughs) Thank you, Shane, for that. Keep an eye out for Case of the Chills coming later this month uh, on this Raving Lunatic Network. But without further ado, let's go ahead and let's get into the Case Recap. Case Recap. On November 22nd, John F. Kennedy was shot twice by Lee Harvey Oswald from the School Book Depository in Dallas, Texas. Kennedy died that day, and his assassin was later, well, assassinated, unfortunately. The new sworn-in president, Lyndon B. Johnson, would also investigate the crime and find that Lee Harvey Oswald was the shooter and no one else was involved. However, without reasonable doubt, hundreds upon hundreds of conspiracy theories jumped onto the radar And the case remains cold to this day. So, if you have not listened to the episode, obviously that's just a little tidbit. But if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Uh, It is the the, uh, conspiracy of the Kennedy killings. With sci-fi melody in it, by the way. Go take a look at that. Yes, good stuff. Oh, yeah. But... With the case recap out of the way, it's time to f- let's just talk about what we find creepy. So we'll start with uh, we'll start with with our guest here. I, f- I feel that's fair. So Scott, what do you find creepy about this case? Like, what's the one thing that just really stands out about this case for you? What what I can never get out of my head is frame three thirteen of the Zapruder film, and then what immediately follows that. So you're watching; it's a silent film. There's no sound. And you see Kennedy's head explode. And then you catch the still frame by frame shots. And when you get to 313 is when you can see the brain matter just going everywhere. But then you follow it forward and it becomes even more creepier because you can literally watch his brain ooze out of the front of his head. And his wife crawl out on the back of the limo to pick up a piece of his brain as she's pretty much forced back in by Secret Service agent Clint Hill running to get there. Now, if that sounds visceral and disturbing, well, it is. If you've ever watched the Zapruder film, <laughs> yeah. if you've ever yeah. seen yeah. in full Technicolor the isolated shot of screen 313 or the isolated images of the brain matter oozing out of the front of his head, um, it'll stick with you forever. And it's something that you can't unsee and you can't mentally delete it. And uh, yeah. it'll sometimes just crop up in my head and ruin a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this is the best wedding day ever. Dang it, 313. <laughs> right. Scott, do you? 313, get out of my head. <laughs> 313 was in your wedding vows, wasn't it? No, uh, Jackie, no. It did not make its way into my mind on that day at all. So, oh, thank, goodness. thank God. The, the wife was happy that day. The wife was happy that day. Um, yeah. For because we didn't mention it before, I feel like it's it's only fair to say it now. Scott is our our local semi expert on this case. Uh, yes, I, I I did research for this case, but nowhere in turn does this case does any of my research count against any of Scott's in any way. 
Um, I just wanted to mention that real quick in case people are like, oh, man, why did they choose to have this guy on? Well, that's why. Uh, yes. So uh, with, uh, with what Scott finds creepy out of the way, let's go ahead. Let's move over to Shane. So from frame 313, what do you find creepy about this, this case, Shane? I think, well, there's a couple things, and I'm not going to delve into the first one too much, but just the sheer amount of conspiracy theories that come from this. There's like, mm. it's been nearly 60 years, and this case is still being picked apart. And I was talking with Scott bef- before this, just about how crazy it is that this whole Zapruder film has been broken down frame by frame by frame, and people are just still s- just looking into it. But ultimately, I have to agree with him. It's it's the Zapruder film, and just watching this man get shot in front of his wife and then just the sheer terror on Jackie Kennedy and then just her going to panic. It's just very unsettling and it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's the Zapruder film was very high on my list for when I was going to choose it, but I had a feeling somebody else was going to choose it. So I've tried to think of something else. Um, yeah, but the Zapruder film is so it's, it's like, you know, that feeling where there's just a ball in your stomach. Every time I watch it, it just, that that ball just tightens up right there in my stomach, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, like a man just died right in front of you. And I don't know if the internet has has hardened me at all, but every time I watch that, I become <laughs> I become squeamish, and I just become a little yeah. kid again, and going, death is scary, and 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 I don't I don't I I get that that uh, existential crisis where I'm like, I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah and it's like it is it's a man being murdered but it's also like just an iconic moment in a in a country's history that just yeah let just a you know a domino effect happen and it's just it's you know it's it's just this huge thing it's it's crazy there's a couple other things that are really i don't know equally creepy like not just i don't know if we're only supposed to the most creepy thing we see here but there's a couple things that are right up there uh, Jackie Kennedy spent the rest of the day up until the point that Lyndon Johnson was sworn in wearing that, uh, pink pillbox suit with her husband's blood yeah. and brain splattered on it and asking oh, yeah. her yeah. to change it and said, no, I want them to see what they did, which is a quote that was ran within a million directions. It doesn't mean what you think it does, yeah. but there's <laughs> <Right>. that <laughs> then flash forward three days and America sees on live TV, it's first person ever killed. As they're transporting Oswald out, you watch yeah. Jack Ruby come up, put the gun in his stomach, and fire. And you can yeah. see the pain. And there is, there's actually a snapshot pretty much of the moment the gun goes off and the moment that Oswald realizes he's being shot. And these are gruesome yeah. things. And then just flash forward a few years because people think that there were multiple Lee Harvey Oswalds and that the one that came back from Russia was not the one that went to Russia. Right. They dug up the man's grave. Yeah, I saw that. That's that's crazy, and they had to check the dental records and everything. Yep. I mean, that, that's pretty creepy, too. I mean, that, that, you know, was Oswald a monster? Probably. But, I mean, you can, there was no real good reason to exhume his grave and, and yeah. disturb his, uh, you know, last resting place like that and put his family through it. Yeah. It's, with, 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 um, with the Jackie Kennedy angle, I know that it's been a while since I've seen this. Most probably was since I've done my research, but there was a picture that I like almost like I was like stone cold while I was looking at it because it was a picture of Lyndon Johnson. I believe he was hugging Jackie Kennedy and he was just smiling. 
and that doesn't help him at all. I w was it him hugging Jackie Kennedy? Hold on, hold on. Uh, LBJ hugging. Uh, I'm googling stuff now in the middle of a show. Uh, <laughs> that's never happened before. Uh, uh, I believe it. Yeah, it was him. Maybe well, while you're looking that up, Jack just Kennedy. just realize that Lyndon Johnson was a pretty crude and crass individual who was known for having meetings in the White House Oval Office and continuing it with the door open while he took dumps. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying that. Like, it's just a very creepy image to think of, especially when you hear a lot of the cons conspiracy theories of LBJ had this had this going. Right. Yeah. Like, even in the episode, obviously, there's nothing that's like purely definitive at all. But you you can easily go down the rabbit hole of well, if he was going to go be president, and then if he's president, blah blah blah, this and. Oh, all that he can control the world, yada yada yada. And it's not a good public relations shot for uh, for yeah. for LBJ there to be uh, no looking extremely happy that he now has the top job as he's consoling yeah. the grieving widow. That yeah. that had to be a very confusing day for LBJ because obviously I feel like Kennedy was was at least a friend, so he had to be upset that one of his friends died and 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 John F Kennedy. And 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 a, a, a I guess a, a work a, a a coworker I guess if you really want to put their relationship that platonic, but right. w with that low he also gets the high of I'm the next president. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it it sh it's probably a very conflicting day for him. And and so. then is he sitting there wondering if he's the next target? Is it done? They right. they yeah. really, they think. I mean, you know, you've got Oswald, but was he one actor of many at that point? They don't know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and I think to kind of to kind of wrap it up, I think the thing that I find most creepy about it is just the pure amount of theories. And Shane, you kind of mentioned it before, but I kind of wanted to go a bit more into it a little bit. Yeah. And and there are so many conspiracy theories out there. Like I said, there are hundreds upon hundreds of them. And honestly, it's almost a little bit like the Malaysia episode that we had a while ago, where any little bit of right. thing that you say probably has a bit of truth to it. Um, yeah. And and honestly, from reptilians to the Fidel Castro cover up, there's so many to cover. I don't want to cover every single one in this episode, but even ones like the Umbrella Man, like um, the Babushka Lady. Uh, 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 like one we're about to cover in a few minutes, the Black Dog Man. There's so many different little things that that can can happen. It almost feels like a game of Clue in a way, where right. it's like, oh, what if it wasn't Lee Harvey Oswald? What if there was a second shooter who was in the grassy knoll and it was the Umbrella Man with the uh, the gunbrella? Uh, yeah. in on the grassy knoll for two hundred, please. Um, <laughs> that's not how you play Clue. Um, <laughs> no, but... give me give me uh George Herbert Walker Bush in the Daltex building with a Mauser rifle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many different angles to look at this from, and almost everybody in that that little area in in that little tiny area that JFK was, uh. Became a suspect immediately, probably. Yep. Right. It, it was the second that you heard the gunshot, it was everybody's a suspect. And then two minutes later, it was Lee Harvey Oswald shot the president. 
it, it one was of so my... quick, so easy, yep. so so quick and easy. And a lot of people don't like to think that uh, it's it it was that easy to catch the man because it's a high profile crime. I feel so, yeah. and we'll we'll kind of get into that a little bit later with final verdicts, but. Uh, that's what I find creepy. The just the pure amount of of different angles you can look at it from. Yeah, and I can yep. see where you're coming from there with with that last thing you said, and with like just wanting it to be a more high profile, and it's it's almost, I guess I don't want to say like unsatisfactory, but it just doesn't seem like somebody like JFK could be killed by such a common person yep. as Lee Harvey Oswald, and it's just it's not glamour and glamorous enough of a death for no. for a president. I forget yeah. who said it. It might have even been in uh might have even been in Oliver Stone's JFK movie, but the scales don't balance. On one side you got John F. Kennedy. On the other side you got a loser. And I mean a loser yeah. in Lee Harvey Oswald. And it just doesn't yeah. it it'll never balance. Exactly. Exactly. It it yeah. It was just a disappointment that somebody like Oswald could kill Yep, JFK, and to, just it, it just it'd be done so quick. And the man failed at everything he ever attempted to do in his life, but he pulled this off. Yep. Yeah. Um. Well, if, I think that should wrap up what we find creepy. Unless any of you guys had anything else to to chime in real quick. No, I'm good. No. All right. Well, I think that ends that, and I think it's time for what we've all been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. It's time. For the cross-examination. It's time for the cross-examination. All right, everybody. Welcome to the cross-examination. This is the meat and potatoes of everything on this show. It's, it's, we're, 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 we have a newbie with us uh in scott however he has listened to the the podcast before so i don't think he is completely out the door on this one so we have a few questions here uh that we're gonna we're gonna be talking about and the first one is from scott's co-star uh on sci-fi malady one of his co-stars in uh the rage master uh more commonly known uh at least to this show as as lord hop and scotch uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna kind of go through all three of us real quick and we're gonna be, we're gonna be talking about his question, which is the black dog man, which I teased a little bit earlier. Um, so why don't we go ahead? We'll, we'll I'll, I'll throw this over to Scott, uh, get him right into the fire. So Scott, what about the black dog man? Do you think is that it's, it's possible that, that the black dog man is, is JFK's real killer? Well, you have to ask, could it be? Uh, David Hatcher's children <laughs> go away. Uh, no, it's, it's not possible that Black Dog Man was the killer of JFK. Uh, what is most likely is that um, it is an artifact in the photo and a trick of shadow and light that, that like a Rorschach test, make people believe that they're seeing a man or that it was a mother and her child, um, you know, hunkered down at that retaining wall or that it was just a person at that retaining wall who's captured in that moment in a little bit of a panic. Um, mm. The problem with why it's not a shooter, I mean, it, it, the most I'd give someone is that it's a spotter who's maybe signaling and communicating, but that would make more sense for Umbrella Man or Dark Complected Man because they had something that could be seen um, to the shooters allegedly around. But here's yeah. the problem. There's no way that someone's firing with a rifle from that spot in front of everybody at that vantage point and no one sees him. 
And there's no right. way in the world that someone is either stashing that rifle at that point or getting that rifle broken down and out of Dealey Plaza in that moment. It's not happening. Yeah. There's there's no one in the world who's running out of Dealey Plaza with a rifle in the moments after they shot John F. Kennedy. And there's definitely nobody sitting at that retaining wall firing shots that isn't being seen by someone. It's not it's to me, there's a zero percent chance that Black Dog Man is 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 the shooter and there's probably yeah. a good chance that it might not even be a person yeah i'm i was on the wikipedia page a little bit ago and it was saying that it was like uh i still have the, ta- the tab open i'll just read it from there it said that another figure uh that has been subject to conspiracy is the so-called black dog man uh who's been seen at the corner uh of a retaining wall in the willis and Bertzner photo of the assassination uh I'm going to skip a little bit here, but uh, Josiah Thompson, uh, or sorry, uh, Marilyn uh, Sitzman sold Josiah Thompson that she saw a young black couple who were eating lunch and drinking Cokes on a bench and uh, near the tr- retaining wall. Therefore, it is possible that Black Dog Man is actually just one of those two. So while it might might be a person, might not be a person, might just be a figment, might be a Warshack, might be something, you never know. Uh, also real quick, just, just saying some of these people, uh, like the umbrella man, the black dog man, uh, the, the grainy man, whatever. These are the worst superheroes ever. I'm just going to say that out loud. <laughs> Listen, if I wanted to read black dog man's cart or comic book, I think I'd stop at issue zero. Uh, that just sounds like a terrible comic book. Umbrella man sounds like a... Uh, an Englishman who drinks tea and wears a suit and a monocle. That just, just sounds like the penguin. Kicks ass. It really does. Ass. Yeah, there, there you go. Umbrella Man is here. Mary Poppins' husband. <laughs> <laughs> chim, 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 <laughs> Um, But Shane, what, what do you think about Black Dog Man, man? Um, uh, that, that sounded weird. Black Dog Man, the man. The Black man. Dog Man, man. I think... You know, it's with a lot of these theories, there's, I, I don't know, I don't want to say potential because it's, it's just a lot of, of like what you guys have been saying. It's a lot of you see something in the picture and then you, you take that and you make it whatever you want it to be. Yeah. And I've seen the picture and I've seen the frame by frame breakdown and there's just so many unidentified people and conspiracies branching from these unidentified people. You've got the umbrella man, the dark complected man, the badge man, the grassy knoll conspiracy, and it just goes on. But I think the odds are it's just a blurry picture and someone was just watching from beyond a retaining wall. Like, I, I think that it was that simple. I don't think it has to be dressed up and it has to be, you know, an alter, al- al- alternative theory. It's just it's yeah. just a person there trying to run or, you know, a woman Hide. crouching to cover her her child. Yeah. Um, before, we, before we get to our next question, I think I think I want to pose this to you two. Um, do you think nowadays with this technology that we have with a bit clearer imaging, do you think it would be possible for any of these conspiracy theories to hold any ground? Do you think that, or do you think that it, people would accept that it was, uh, it was, it was Lee Harvey Oswald. Let's say JFK was our president. He gets shot. Same, same thing happens, but it's shot on an iPhone instead of the Zapruder film, the, the camera that he had. And we can see things a bit clearer. Do you think that people would still 
have the conspiracy theories or are we thinking at least the ones like retaining to it's black dog man it's the it's it's the the badge man it's uh the umbrella man it's the babushka lady like all these other ones with the people who are there do we think we have those i think that if we have just the one angle with one phone absolutely we still have all of these conspiracies but I mean, you've got everybody with their phone and you can piece together pictures. I think some of them do go away, but at the same time, it's the internet and you're always going to have people who aren't going to believe the mainstream idea because they just think it's too simple or whatever reason they have. And so I do think that there will always be some sort of conspiracy branching from situations like this. I think it would be even worse today. Um, yeah. not just, you would think that with better imagery, you would be able to, um, and better science, you would be able to debunk all of these conspiracy theories very quickly. Um, well, nine 11 occurred, what, 38 years later. And right. there's people who still believe that they can see missiles flying into the trade center, you know, instead of, we have the videos of what happened and there's people mm-hmm, who refuse yeah. to believe that. Um, I mean. I think the internet has made us far less intelligent as a nation and a society than we were before because it gives people just enough information to be stupid and they don't know what to do with that information. I mean, there, there's a, there's a real amount of people who think that there are reptilians running our government and that they can catch the glitches of where their reptilian face slips in videos and, uh, uh, QAnon, I mean, QAnon and and, and you got, (laughs) I mean, right there. No one should... There's no evidence for anything out of that conspiracy whatsoever, and people want to believe it. But even worse than that, we all just lived through a global pandemic, and I bet we all still know people who do not believe that COVID-19 was a real virus and still believe that it is a fake story made up by the news and that the entire world medical community is misdiagnosing the flu as another disease for reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was 5G, it'd be man. Worse. It was all 5G. It was the right. 5G towers, brother. <laughs> yeah. Like I, mean, I said, it's just a question. Like, I, I don't think there's a right answer to it. Uh, I think that it could swing either way. And I think obviously it happened a long time ago. So it, there's no way of telling 100% what it could have been. But I think that you can kind of infer that it would probably be roughly the same. Yeah, yeah. I would you might have that. different conspiracies. I mean, some things might be put yeah. to bed. I'll say this. The badge man photo is very, very interesting. And I would love the Mary Mormon photo and the, and the Mormon film and the Orville Nix film to have been on an iPhone in 4K. Oh, yeah. uh, because if you look at, at badge man, badge man is taken from one of the last uh, photos by Mary Mormon. And allegedly, you can see the outline of a man in a police uniform with a badge and his face is kind of obscured by a muzzle flash from a, from allegedly a rifle and they've done yeah. some enhancements and now if you if I tell you you're looking for a policeman with a badge blurred out by the light flash of a, a you know from a rifle muzzle now you're going to see it and then somebody or artist went in and added color to it and then you can really see it and there's people yeah. who have actually put a name to this guy and said it's Coruscan hitman Lucian Sarti if you actually had a high quality digital video, then you, you could probably put that one to bed. But could yeah. you put all of the conspiracy theories to conclusively to bed? 
No. No. And I think that's, in a weird way, the beauty of this case. Uh, it, it, there's so many angles to look at it from, and you can develop so many stories from, from just this one little moment in history that are probably not true. And, and like I said, we will get this to, we will land this ship uh, on, on probably this thought of, of the scales don't balance and, and, and people not accepting that a nobody can kill a somebody. Um, but I think that's just kind of what people draw from the, the, he can't kill him. Like that's not a sat. That's not satisfying to me. There's no good story in that, and that's why we as humans, like we like stories. That's why, especially nowadays. Like I mean, look at what what Raving Lunatic Media is doing in Zodiac Task Force. I mean, look at what I'm gonna be doing for season two of Cold Case Chase. Like those are story driven plots. Like we right. like stories just as human beings. It's just natural for us. So when we don't get a satisfying ending, I mean, we were talking about Game of Thrones earlier. Uh, Game of Thrones had a terrible ending, and a lot of people hated it. And that's the like they don't accept that as the ending. Look at Star Wars. Star Wars has an, another thing where a lot of people didn't find that the sequels were even canon after a certain point because they were so bad they didn't accept it. So I think that like we're doing we did the same thing with Kennedy. I think we did the same thing there. But yeah. that that we'll save that for a little bit more for final verdict. <laughs> I I stepped up on my soapbox a little, but. Um, <laughs> I think that's a good end to that question and, and my question as well. But our next little little thing that we're going to be talking about, uh, it comes from either Live Long With Force or Gems. They posted a lo- it a long time ago in the general chat, and I, I, I apologize that I, 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 can't, I, I forget who it was. But we're going to be talking about the weird coincidences between Abraham Lincoln and John F. Kennedy. And I think just kind of going... Yeah, that's kind of weird, uh, and it's never going to lead anywhere, but I just think it's kind of cool uh, to, to say these differences. Um, so, Lincoln and Kennedy similarities. So, Lincoln was elected to Congress in 1846, while Kennedy was elected to Congress in 1946. He was elected president in 1860, while elected uh, Kennedy was elected in 1960. Abraham Lincoln lost... Uh, Abraham Lincoln's wife lost a child while living in the White House, and Kennedy's wife uh, also lost a child while they were living in the White House. Abraham Lincoln was a uh, was directly concerned with civil rights, while Kennedy was also concerned with civil rights. Lincoln had a secretary named Kennedy who told him not to go to the theater, and Kennedy had a secretary named Lincoln who told him not to go to Dallas. Uh, Lincoln was shot in the back of the head uh, in the presence of his wife. Kennedy was also shot in the back of the head in the presence of his wife. Lincoln shot uh, the Lincoln shot in the Ford Theater. Kennedy shot in a Lincoln made by Ford. Uh, he was shot on a Friday. Kennedy was also shot on a Friday. Uh, the assassin for Lincoln, John Wilkes Booth, was known by three uh, a three. Uh, three name name I guess uh, comprised of 15 letters the assassin Leah Harvey Oswald was also known by a three name uh, and was comprised of 15 letters Booth was uh, Booth shot Lincoln uh, in the theater and fled to a warehouse Oswald shot Kennedy from a warehouse and fled to a theater Booth was killed before being brought to trial so was Lee Harvey Oswald 
there were theories that Booth was part of a greater conspiracy, and we just talked about a whole bunch of conspiracies for the JFK assassination, and Lincoln's successor was Andrew Johnson, born in 1808, while Kennedy's successor was born uh, in 1908. That would be Lyndon B. Johnson. That was so twice. I, just looked, I looked it yes. up. It was gems. It was gems? Oh, thank you. Both yeah. vice presidents were Democrats from the South. Oh, yeah. Um, um, there's so many. It's like kind of weird. Let me, let me just go through this. What is your guys' favorite one to look at? I, I, I should say favorite. What is the most interesting one for you guys to look at? Like, and be like, oh, wow, that's actually kind of weird. Go ahead, Scott. The three because... name assassins with exactly the same letters in their names. Yeah. It's, that one's an interesting one. I think for me, it was uh, Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln was shot in the Ford Theater while uh, Kennedy was shot in a Lincoln made by Ford. Yeah. <laughs> that one's yeah, just that's... like a, oh, that's, I guess, kind of a weird coincidence. Well, uh, having yeah. seen all these, Ruck, I can only come to one conclusion. And what's that? You have to ask, is it possible that John F. Kennedy is the reincarnation of Abraham Lincoln? And that oh John goodness. Wilkes Booth and Lee Harvey Oswald are truthfully time-traveling aliens that have been sent back to directly impact the direction of our society. Oh I'm not goodness. saying it's aliens, but you <laughs> but have to ask. <laughs> That's like the, uh, they're in the same category as, as Ted Cruz, uh, time-traveling serial killer. Yes, the Zodiac <laughs> That's killer. That's awesome. The, the, the time-traveling Zodiac killer is Ted Cruz. Um, spoiler alert, this won't be the last time we talk about Ted Cruz this podcast, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Shane, what, what, what's, what's one that jumps out to you? I like the uh, Ford Lincoln and the Ford Theater, but I also like the um, theater and fled to a warehouse while Oswald shot from a warehouse and fled to a theater it kind of changes up the story a little bit but this yeah. also makes me wonder what's coming in 2046 assuming that oh, i'm still goodness. alive i'd like to see what what happens yeah assuming i'll be alive i'll probably be roughly 46 at that point <laughs> i'll uh I'll, I'll tell you what's happening in your old folks home yeah when i come and visit you me and Layla will come in and be like, Shane, you're like not even 60 at this point. What are you doing, brother? <laughs> you're going to be like, I was once. I, I, I just pooped myself. <laughs> Good Lord. Not I don't great. want to know what's happening to me if Shane's in that situation. <laughs> we'll go and visit. We'll go and visit Scott next door. And you're, uh, he's in the, the one next to you. And he's going to be still making America asunder. Uh, <laughs> um, working on episode two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm finally working on episode two. Ah, <laughs> oh, I finally finished the intro. <laughs> um, but yeah, the all these are weird conspiracy or not conspiracy, weird coincidences. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think they hold any weight to each other. I think that it's just uh, you look at it and you draw these conclusions because I mean like. I think it's a case of if you look at something long enough, you could start to draw the conclusions. Like I'm sure that I could look at myself and I could look at Scott just for example. And I could go, Oh man, you were born in this year and I was born in this year. That's only a, this, this year difference. Oh man, this is uh, well, you, your first car was this. And my first car was this. It's the same model. 
stuff like that. You can, uh, I think yeah. eventually you just start seeing stuff. It's almost like a war shack in a way, but with facts. That's our yeah, word of that the episode, sense. man. Every time one of us says war shack, take a drink, take a drink. <laughs> Yo, uh, <laughs> I really want to get that drinking game out. Um, we, I want somebody to just start. Uh, it'll probably be Morg because he said he he wanted to do something, uh, uh, a bingo sheet of sorts, where uh, for cross examination, if uh, I I forget what the big ones were, but uh, like uh, you take a drink after we mention Ted Cruz, we uh, you take a drink after oh you say this. I want it so bad. I do. I really do. I want the drinking game, but drink water. Please don't drink alcohol. <laughs> alcohol is yucky um <laughs> uh do you guys remember the history channel show the bible code about a decade mm-hmm. and a half back um that was debunked pretty conclusively to me when somebody said i can do the same thing with moby dick and i did and here's the prophecies that i've found that have come true that moby dick predicted uh using mm. this algorithm so they, they yeah. and he said i can do this with any book uh, it yeah. might be different things that come true, but eventually, if I apply the right algorithm uh, and tell the computer to go look for things, it will find a whole bunch of predictions. So, you know, yeah, you can yeah. you can come up with anything and and do that, which is exactly what all, you know, obviously, that's the disclaimer. I don't think anyone really believes that there's significance between these coincidences. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, take a look same. at what The Simpson does. The Simpsons do. Yeah, uh, like exactly. everybody's like, oh, the Simpsons can see the future. No, they can't. They just have a show that's been running for twenty plus years. Yeah, and, thirty. And yeah, yeah 30, twenty 30. plus years longer than it should have. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's 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 like if you say enough things, like or or make a show where you're doing you're doing enough things, eventually there's gonna be some overlap with real life. Yeah, I remember yep. watching it, a documentary about Nostradamus and yes, thinking that exact same too. thing. Because it's like Nostradamus writes about a city made of crystal underwater, and they're like, "Man, if Nostradamus saw New Orleans, he would probably think that it was a city made of crystal, and and it was flooded by Hurricane Katrina." And I'm like, "Man, that's yeah. really easy. Like, that's just it's too easy." And it's you know that adage, hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, obviously, like if somebody says something, and then a hundred and fifty to a thousand years later, you'd be like, "Man, this has happened so many times. They were so right." Like obviously it's going to happen at some level and you can make any kind of leap to make things true yeah yeah i I think it's i think it's time i think it's time for matt stradamus to enter the chat all right ready and uh let's uh let's say uh let's let's do this the the wall painting will look back at you in shame when the thunderbird says yes i just created a prophecy there we go i like it (laughs) Uh, yeah um but yeah it's it's a case of you just draw conclusions because we as humans notice patterns very easily like i i i forget which show i think it was brain games i was watching and it was like that was one of the things that they were saying you notice patterns very easily as a human so we look for the patterns yeah Mm -hmm. we look for them we find them where they don't exist exactly exactly and when we see them in something like this that's when the conspiracy starts and that's when we're like hey maybe maybe this happened maybe this happened maybe abraham Mm -hmm. lincoln and john f kennedy are long lost brothers but like a hundred years apart what (laughs) 
And it's like we were saying earlier, we look for meaning in things that doesn't necessarily need meaning. It's just sometimes things are what they are, and that's yeah. that's the end. There doesn't have to be more. Oh yeah. Um well, without taking taking too much more time to discuss this, because I feel like this is going to be what we talk about at the end of the show today, but let's go ahead, let's move on from cross-examination. Thank you everybody who asked questions this week. Uh next week we're gonna have an extremely fun show where we're going to have a whole bunch of questions, I feel, because it's going to be covering an entire season. Uh, but let's go ahead and let's dive into the amazing people who made this possible. And that is the actor spotlight. Woo. And I actually have a sound effect. Nice. So let's go ahead and let's get into the amazing actors who did uh, voices for this show. Let's start off with the uh, man himself, John F. Kennedy. Everybody take a drink because it was pl- yes. because John F. Kennedy was played by John DeBenedict. Uh, LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson, was played by our very own Shane Carey. Round of That's applause me. for him. The teacher who uh, was at the beginning of the show uh, was played by Gemma Spencer. Madeline Brown was played by Donna Joyce. Earl Warren was played by Chuck R., Governor Connolly was played by Tim Howery, and all the Malady men were played by themselves, Scott being Scott, Rage being Rage, and Thomas being Thomas. Thank you, everybody, who who did stuff for this episode. Round of applause to everybody. Woo! I have to say here, Matt. Yeah. um, I waited till the end of the season to point this out, but every time you cast me in uh, Cold Case Chase, I was a pretty uh, much scumbag alert type guy. And uh, I don't know uh, what you think of me, but I can only think next that question. it's not, not great. <laughs> next question. All right, let's move on. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I, I did that uh, uh, recently. Uh, I think it was Jono who pointed that out as well. <laughs> and um, I think it was after he was in, oh, goodness, what was that case closed that he was in? Jeffrey Dahmer? No. Was it Dahmer? Or no. was it uh, Albert Fish? Albert Fish. Yeah. After the Albert, so. after the Albert Fish one, he was like, "I think I need to take a break from playing all these bad guys." <laughs> <laughs> so Start that was fun, me, man. Yeah, it gets to you after a certain point. Um, but yes, uh, I promise next season you might be some some good guys. Well, there aren't a lot of good guys in these in these <laughs> stories. You got to realize there aren't a lot of good guys. Uh, this is true. This is true. I just yeah. remember like not really knowing the Black Dahlia case and being uh, George Hodel and, and like reading it and then like you putting my lines together and being like, man, I didn't know I was going to be such a scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, why can't oh, you find more murder cases with good people in them for people to play? I agree. I agree. Uh, You're sorry, not trying hard enough. Yeah. Um, If... If you guys are already thinking this, you're really not going to like season two. (laughs) (laughs) All the cases I have slated are not good people. (laughs) I will find you. And I will kill you. (laughs) I think it's starting to mess with Shane. This, guys, listen. Okay, listen. You guys all heard the second trailer for Cold Case Chase. Everybody already thinks that Shane killed me. (laughs) I know. So we're not going to make that a reality. (laughs) I mean, we were just talking about, like, predictions and stuff. I'm just saying. Oh, goodness. <laughs> On the next Cold Case Chase, what happened to Matt Ruckstar? All signs point to the Rage Master because Matt was seen 
praising J.J. Abrams in the hours before his demise, <laughs> especially the tactic of the mystery box. <laughs> you get an interview with Shane. See, we were in a writer's meeting for Zodiac Task Force, and the next thing I knew, Rage just took him behind a woodshed, and then they came back, and he said Matt ran away and didn't want to write and didn't want to do the podcast anymore. I guess I just inherited Cold Case Chase after that. <laughs> and it's good, because he lacked the artistic vision to do what needed to be done. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have enough to get the rod. Matt's just on a farm now. He's chasing rabbits, and he's he's got plenty of room to run around. <laughs> we had to flush him down the toilet bowl. He's living in the big lake in heaven now. <laughs> All right. But it's time for the conspiracy theories. Let's, ha- let's keep them rolling, keep them rolling. It's time for not final verdict. <laughs> All right. For everybody who's not familiar with Not Final Verdict, we go ahead, we talk about some conspiracy theories that we think are just way, way out there that can't be real. We're going to have some fun with this one. Let's throw it over to Shane. Go for it, buddy. What you got? All right. I got to go with Stephen King here. I mean, at this point, I think if lizard people is a valid conspiracy theory, (laughs) then Stephen King is a valid conspiracy theory. And that Oswald was originally stopped and didn't kill JFK, but our timeline got all messed up. And the world as we know it collapsed. So one man, Jake Epping, went back in time and made sure that Oswald did what needed to be done. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) That's fun. That's a fun, interesting theory. Scott, Scott, what do you got for, for, for a not final verdict? What's your craziest thing you got? Well, I'm going to go back to what high school Scott believed happened in the Kennedy assassination. So we'll say it like this. John F. Kennedy is elected, and it is perceived immediately when he begins to be tough on organized crime as a double cross against the mob. So elements of the New Orleans, Chicago, and uh, and Cuban mob with Sam Traficante involved coordinating set this in motion. But they needed allies. And because Kennedy was going to pull out of Vietnam, uh, the military was willing. J. Edgar Hoover was willing to help cover it up because Kennedy was going to force him to resign due to age. And then elements within the CIA were definitely, definitely on board to pull this off because they didn't like Kennedy interfering with things like MK Ultra and JM Wave and pulling out of the Bay of Pigs. So, flash forward to 1963. And they know that Kennedy's going to come through Dallas. And they've got a perfect Patsy and Lee Harvey Oswald, who they built a relationship with through Clay Shawn, David Faraday. And they have him uh, in position where they tell him where he needs to be. And he's going to be part of this event. So he's in, the, he's in the building with the rifle in his position. But he never fires any shots. Because what really happens is you've got a team of shooters in the Daltex building, on the roof of the Daltex building behind Kennedy on either side of it. Someone in the fifth story window on the opposite end of the Oswald window firing. And you have someone in position on the grassy knoll. So as Kennedy turns up Elm Street, the first shot rings out. And it's from Umbrella Man's Umbrella. And it's a dart that hits Kennedy in the neck, paralyzing him, which is why Kennedy just brings his hands up and never moves. And you see him when he emerges from that sign in that spot. But then the shots ring out immediately from the Daltex building, which miss. One of these shots that miss hit off a curb at the triple underpass, causing the wound to James Teague's uh, face, which makes them realize and go with the magic bullet theory. Um, Those shots miss. 
The shot from the fifth floor of the book depository also misses. Umbrella man and dark complected man raise their umbrella and pump their fists to tell the shooters that more shots are needed because only umbrella man's shot has hit him and Connolly's been hit by accident. So more shots fire out. They miss. In a last ditch effort, the limo driver who was coached up by George Herbert Walker Bush and taught by E. Um, e. Howard Hunt removes a pistol, turns around and shoots Kennedy in the head before accelerating to the hospital. And that's what happened. I like it. I like it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was, that was, uh, that st- thank you for joining us for story time with Scott. Uh, <laughs> that was an amazing story. I actually really like that. When you mentioned the new Orleans mob, uh, I just remember doing research for the episode and trying to read through the New Orleans mob theory, but it was so long that I was like, uh, maybe next time. Maybe oh, and I got to say, I'm sorry. It was David Ferry, not golf commentator David Faraday. Mm. Ah, yes. <laughs> David, David Faraday, I don't think, I don't think was there. But y'all know or what? Let's he? just throw him in there, too. Why not? He's yes. guilty. He's also a um, lizard man. Yeah, lizard man. Honestly, that's that's that's, that's a good one. Now it's my turn. <laughs> yes, and Matt. We, let's see what you got. <laughs> we all know how I I love my Ted Cruz. Yes. This one, this one is not directly Ted Cruz though. So I am reading this. Uh, 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 let me pull up the website here real quick. Uh, that. Uh, sorry. Give me one second. I have to. I have to. Um. Here, here it is. I just want to really make sure that I credit this website correctly. This was uh, an article uh, called The Five Biggest Kennedy Conspiracy Theories, written by Caroline Holloman, uh, and it's from townandcountrymag.com. And the reason why I say that is because I'm reading this word for word, and I don't want any words to be skewed. So... <clears throat> Oh, gosh, why am I doing this? (laughs) The header for this one is Ted Cruz's father. Ted Cruz's father was somehow involved. And the subtext reads, This is a relatively new one. During the 2016 presidential election, then-candidate Donald Trump implied that his fellow Republican candidate, Ted Cruz's father, was a known associate of Lee Harvey Oswald. His father was with Lee Harvey Oswald prior to Oswald being, you know, shot, Trump said on Fox News during a phone interview. I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. What is this, right? Prior to his being shot. And nobody even brings it up. I mean, they don't even talk about that. That was reported. And nobody talks about it. Even after he beat Cruz out for the nomination, Trump kept calling attention to his claim. All I did is point out the fact that on the cover of National Enquirer, there's a picture of him, Rafael Cruz, and crazy Lee Harvey Oswald having breakfast, Trump (laughs) said, while giving remarks in Cleveland, Ohio, home of sci-fi malady. Um, (laughs) As for why Donald Trump referenced uh, the National Enquirer as a reputable news source, well, it might have something to do with the fact that Trump's good friend, David Pecker, owns the tablet. Okay, this is just getting, uh, uh, let's, let's skip this part. Uh, 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 
yeah i think i think that's it i think that's it <laughs> so uh jay, jay i i think that this this is fairly self-explanatory so ted cruz's father convinced uh 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 lee harvey oswald to shoot the president and uh it actually uh i'm gonna add a little bit on to this uh it actually wasn't ted cruz's dad but it was ted cruz because he's a time traveling serial killer so he can just travel through time right. pretend to be his own dad and then convince serial killers to do the work for him <laughs> baby <laughs> listen we're getting deep in this one we're getting deep. maybe in it this was one. his dad but maybe since he's a time traveling serial killer maybe he is his own father so it still was <gasps> Ted Cruz. What? You're just giving new, me new plot points for season two at this point. <laughs> um, but yes, those are our not final verdicts. Vote which one you like the best on Discord. Make sure you say if we're right, if we're wrong. Do you have a crazier theory that you can come up with? Go ahead, leave it on the Discord, on the Instagram, on wherever. But let's go ahead. Let's get to our final verdict. So the question here is for all of us gentlemen on this episode, Scott, me, and Shane. Who killed John Fitzgerald Kennedy on November 22nd, 1963? We'll go to Scott. We'll go to Scott first. Scott, who killed John F. Kennedy? Lee Harvey Oswald. And that's the short answer. Here's the long answer to it. This has been researched for, what, what are we going on now, 68 years? And there's not one piece of credible evidence to point to anyone else having been in Dealey Plaza and pulling the trigger. There is all of the, all of the forensic evidence, all of the physical evidence, even the circumstantial evidence truly points to Lee Harvey Oswald being the assassin. He had access to the building. He had a reason to be there. He had an ability to get the rifle into the building without being detected. We found the rifle in the building that he works in. They were able to link that rifle to him. There were three spent shell casings in the window. Lee Harvey Oswald was the only person who worked for the book depository to flee and go home afterwards. Lee Harvey Oswald then shot Officer J.D. Tippett. There's really no reason for him to just randomly be out walking with his revolver and kill a police officer who approached him, unless he was really guilty of something. That's the circumstantial evidence. Um, beyond that, all of the conspiracy theories fall apart under any actual closer evaluation. Start with the magic bullet theory. That bullet doesn't turn left, then right in midair and hover and wait in space. If you put Connolly in his correct position, which is in a jump seat three feet lower than Kennedy, or three inches lower than Kennedy and slightly aligned to the inside, the bullet travels in a straight trajectory, the only trajectory that it could possibly go. Um, you look at, you know, they say Oswald was encountered in a second floor lunchroom 90 seconds after the shooting, calmly drinking a Coke, not even out of breath. Well, that was tested. Guy was able to walk his way across the sixth floor of the book depository, stash the gun, wipe it off, walk down the flight of steps, buy a Coke, and you don't even need 90. You need something like, I think it was like 48 seconds to do it. Um, mm. The shots couldn't have been fired in that time frame. If you adjust the first shot to where it probably was fired, which was just before Kennedy goes behind the, the, the speed limit sign, you have closer to eight seconds to fire those shots. And it was reproduced, and it has been reproduced by people with the third headshot hitting. Uh, probably the biggest 
thing that holds all conspiracies together, and when this goes away, there's nothing left, is back into the left. Back into the left is meaningless. Because what happened is, I think they call it a neuroleptic spasm. Kennedy's brain was obliterated. In that moment, your nervous system is exploding and sending out tons of contradictory death messages to the body. Which means that any direction that the body actually moves is meaningless. This was proven um, disturbingly in tests on goats and other animals in the 1940s. Um, But if you look at frame 312, his head moves forward. That's the bullet hitting the back of his head. 313, you see the splatter, and the ejecta coming from Kennedy's head is moving up and forward, which is because it's blowing that matter out the front of his head on its exit wound. The front of the head is not an exit. In front of the head is not an entry wound. If he was shot from the front, all of that ejecta would have been going backwards in frame 313. And then, as I said, if you continue forward, you see the brain matter just dripping out of the front of his head later because that's the exit wound, and that's where the brain matter is going. Um, bottom line, you can't put anyone else in Dealey Plaza with a gun that day other than Lee Harvey Oswald. We can put the gun that, that we found in Dealey Plaza to Lee Harvey Oswald, um, conclusively. And the other thing is, there's a reason Lee Harvey Oswald stashed that gun in the sixth floor of the book depository. There's a reason he left the book depository uh, and didn't leave with the gun. It would be impossible to get a gun out of Dealey Plaza on that day. Just would be impossible. Um, We're we're, we're 60-some years later, and we can't find any other shell casings. We can't find any other bullets. We can't find any other people conclusively there with a weapon. Because it didn't happen. Now, maybe my alternate theory is that Lee Harvey Oswald was attempting to shoot Governor John Connolly because Oswald was upset over his dishonorable discharge, which happened while Connolly was Secretary of the Navy and wrote him directly, and Connolly brushed him off. So, me, that gives him more motivation to be shooting at Connolly. It also, instead of making it a miracle shot, well, this loser who failed at everything in his entire life over and over and over again and never succeeded in anything, now didn't succeed in what he was doing. He just wounded the man he wanted to kill and killed the man he didn't want to kill. But... yeah. That's my final verdict. It's Lee Harvey Oswald. There's no one else it can possibly be because the evidence would have produced itself by this point. Yeah. Shane, where are you going with this one? I got to agree. Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald. It's, it's hard to say whether he worked with others or worked alone. Did Jack Ruby kill him to silence him? Or did Ruby just want to save Jackie Kennedy from having to face Oswald in trial? I don't know. All are plausible. But I think it was Oswald and kind of bouncing off of what Scott said, like, the shots have been reproduced. You know, it was like a, it was somewhere between 4.8 and 5.6 seconds for the three shots. And they've had people beat that time with the same accuracy. And so it is very possible to, to make that shot, even if it is a quote unquote miracle shot. But I, I think ultimately it was Oswald. It was, there's just too much, too much leaning towards him and not enough leaning away from him. I, I would guess, I guess I would say. Yeah. I I agree with both of you guys. I think Lee Harvey Oswald was the shooter that day. I think he acted alone. Uh, and I think he shot JFK. And I think it's what we've been saying this entire podcast. Uh, people want a satisfactory ending to this story. And Lee Harvey Oswald killing John F. Kennedy is not a satisfactory end for them. Correct. Which, 
which I know I've been, I have definitely been guilty of looking at one or two of these conspiracy theories and going, oh, maybe, maybe, and then maybe believing it for a second, and even some more than a second, and then just realizing in my head going, that's just my human nature going that this isn't a satisfactory end to John F. Kennedy's story. John F. Kennedy was a very successful man, very good president. I wasn't alive, unfortunately, when he was president, but uh, I have visited his his grave twice now in my life, uh, and uh, it, it's it's an in or at least the memorial, the John F. Kennedy Memorial, the Forever Flame, the the flame that burns forever. Okay. Uh, so, I think it's just our human nature to see this and go, that's not right. And unfortunately, it is right. I mean, you take a you take a look at at other points in history, other other like take a look at at Franz Ferdinand, uh, for the start of World War One. The the, yep. the 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 people who killed him failed. <laughs> they they legitimately failed the first time they tried to assassinate him, and it was pure coincidence and pure luck that they got the final blow on Franz Ferdinand and killed him. Yeah. And was that satisfactory for the, the people who lived in that country? No, it probably wasn't. There was probably nobody who probably killed a somebody, and they probably aren't satisfied with that either. So I think that kind of concludes our, our, our episode today of cross-examination in saying that I think that the final verdict was Lee Harvey Oswald. But you know, if we're wrong, tell us on the Discord, on the Instagram, anywhere that you guys feel you need to talk. Who was it then? Tell us, give your evidence, shut us up if we need to. Who who was the killer? But with all that said and done, thank you for listening to this episode. But before we go, I want to go ahead and we're going to plug our lovely guest here, Scott, why don't you go ahead and tell us where you can find all of your uh, podcasts? Uh, www. It was a massive government. Consp- no, uh, <laughs> that's where we can find all of our podcasts now at ravinglunaticmedia.com. Uh, we've got, if I ever get around to making them again, Quick Rants, which is me just uh, angrily ranting about something for eight to ten minutes. And then we have Sci-Fi Malady, where you will sometimes hear Rock, and you will hear myself and Thomas and Mark, and occasionally the unofficial, official fourth member of the show, Ethan, uh, breaking down and reviewing science fiction from all eras. Uh, Mark loves alliteration, and this month we are in Genetic July, and we're going to be reviewing films such as... um, Well, The Fly, most recently we watched, and uh, look for that one soon. Um, and Forbidden World. So, you know, that's what's coming up this month. And then eventually, sometime before George R.R. R. Martin finishes the Game of Thrones series, I may end up finishing um, America Asunder, which is my podcast on the U.S. Civil War. Uh, but uh, I have two episodes up of that, and then I kind of stalled out on that two years ago and haven't written another one. But at some point, it's still in the works. Uh, you At can also find <laughs> you can also find case closed cross examination, um, cold case chase on our website. In addition to when it launches, I intend to put the Zodiac Task Force up there at ravinglunaticmedia.com as well. Oh yeah, 
ravinglunaticmedia.com 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 <laughs> oh yeah everybody go go to the website it's an awesome website scott put a lot of work into it and i attempted to put some work into it and miserably failed i didn't uh, put any work into it so that makes it a great website I oh, need yeah. to put I need to put more work into it eventually because eventually it needs to house video and I need to be able to make it sync up with Anchor so that when yeah. when uh Matt is publishing things on Anchor it automatically publishes at ravinglunaticmedia.com. Yeah, that way I don't have to email you and just be like, "Hey, this is the episode this week. Here's the audio." <laughs> right. Yeah, Matt. Matt attempted to do stuff on on Squarespace where I built a website at, and he told me that he's never been more frustrated with anything in his life. So. I don't. I don't get frustrated too. Like I very rarely get frustrated. Squarespace, man, hit me up with the uh, with the sponsor though. That's all I'm saying. Squarespace is amazingly easy to build a website. I have zero coding ability, and uh, I was able to do it. But it is not easy to bring someone else's RSS feed to your to your Squarespace website, which I don't think they want you to do that. So it makes sense that it's not easy. But, uh, yeah. uh, uh, guys, uh, there are people are not creeping sponsored. around outside of my house right now, and I think it might be because I was, um, look, the Kennedy conspiracy is really a misdirection campaign to keep you looking at that, and the government doesn't want you to know that it really was Lee Harvey Oswald, because <laughs> you might investigate more important things. I gotta go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us today, Scott. Uh, yes, Shane, let's go you. ahead. Let's end this off so that Scott doesn't get killed by government agents. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Cross Examination. Next time, we'll be covering Case Closed Season 1. Wait, you that's your have... show, isn't it? That is my show. Isn't that crazy? What a small <laughs> world. Uh, if you want to have your question read in that episode, get it posted to the Cross Examination section of the Discord. There's plenty of cases to ask questions about, so ask a bunch. There's, there's going to be like 10 of them. Yeah. But... Speaking of the Discord, you can find that in the description below. On the Discord, we have auditions to be characters on Cold Case Chase, Cross Examination, Zodiac Task Force, and any other shows that might be coming to the network. As well, we have a community of listeners for... We have a community of... I, I, I don't think we're just chasers anymore. We're chasers. We're lunatics. We're everybody. We're malady. We're, we're sickies. We're everybody. Uh, and we love talking to each other. It's a very good community if you just join on in. We talk all the time about anything. Also, if you'd like to become a member and support the podcast, that'll also be below. Nothing is mandatory, but everything is appreciated. The link for that will be in the description. And I think that about covers it. Just remember to give us five, five-star review, man, and or woman. And oops, did, did you want to say something? I was going to say that if somehow someone can get this to J.J. Abrams and get him to join Community Night, I would love to have him and uh, Lord Hoppenscotch yes. talk about uh, script writing and directing. <laughs> Could we get that to happen, please? Could we actually? Yes. <laughs> J.J., yes. J.J., hit us up, brother. <laughs> um, but that about covers it. Uh, remember to leave a five-star review, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll see you next time on... Cross-Examination. Cross-examination. This is the cross examination.